The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. Your host is Jackie McLennigan. In this program, we'll show you how to make your marketing plan work by helping you stand out and become a bigger player in your industry. Are you ready? Here's your host, Jackie McLennigan. Hello and welcome. So for all of you listening out there, if you are a small business owner, an author, a speaker, a coach, then you have heard this before. You need to be on Facebook. You need to be doing Facebook ads. And you think to yourself, yeah, that's a great idea until you actually get there and try to do it. Because I don't know what it is. They like to make it nice and complicated for us. (laughs) So I'm very excited about today's guest, who is actually a Facebook marketing expert. It's Cody Barlow. And Cody is currently working at Infusion. Soft, which is an awesome all-in-one sales and marketing um, software company. He's also a co-founder of Black Bugle Marketing, which is in its very beginning stages. And he specializes in social media advertising, especially Facebook and Instagram advertising. Very, very cool. Um, Cody's been consulting small businesses for over eight years, all in social media advertising, sales generation. And what he does is he helps people get more customers and generate more revenue using social media. So welcome, Cody. I'm so excited that you're here to shed some light on things today. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. You know, um, before we jump into all my questions, uh, everybody out there listening, I'd get a pen and a paper on this one. I mean, we have a lot of fun shows where we have lots of good conversations and points of view, but I think Cody's going to give us some gems today. But before we jump into that, Cody, how did you become a Facebook marketing expert? Definitely. So a couple of years ago, probably about eight to 10 years ago, I probably like most people my age were spending way too much time on Facebook. And it kind of hit me one day where I said, you know what, I need to find a way that I can utilize this to my benefit as opposed to just entertainment. So I started researching into Facebook and how to market on it. And then I joined a few companies where I did consulting for small e-commerce businesses. And it kind of clicked with me one day, well, Facebook has the most users of any website in the world minus Google. Um, It's the most active user base. So I got to figure out how to get messages in front of people so they would buy. And that kind of started all that about eight years ago. Yeah. And I know I've heard you speak at presentations and such, and you really love researching all the nuance and the new things that Facebook's doing, which most people don't. Mm -hmm. Why why do they change it so much? And why is it so hard? (laughs) It's a great question. I mean, if anything, I would say what I'm best at Facebook is just I listen to and read a lot of different information on every day and just taking what different people talk about and test and using it in my own stuff to see what works and what doesn't. And if you don't have the time to do it, that's okay because there's a lot of simple steps and small things people can do to make Facebook work for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people have that, that struggle, and I guess it's because we don't know what the first steps are. So uh, do you mo- maybe right. want to elaborate on that? Like, what are some simple steps? People who don't know anything about Facebook marketing, how would they, like, step one, <laughs> what would they do? Right, absolutely. So step one would be 
figuring out what your message is. Um, a lot of times when people come to me and they need me to help them with either Facebook marketing or whatever social media, if they don't have an exact message they want to share, they're kind of all over the place. So case in point would be if I had a bodybuilder come to me and he had multiple different programs. He's like, well, I'm promoting this one. Um, it's called the, uh, it worked out your chest. It was just a specific machine that did that. And he, were, he had this program for a more Christian base and all these different things. And we had to narrow it down to one specific message. And then once you have your message or single product that you want to start with, then it's finding the audience that matches that, that message or that product. So what is the audience where that specific product or offer solves a big pain for that audience. Um, That's the second and probably the most common mistake I find as well is most people try to sell it to people they either haven't tested it on or they haven't really done the research on and it ends up crashing and failing because they haven't put it in front of the right people. They think it's the right people, but they hold on to it too long or they just don't really look through all those processes. So, and and it does, and it takes a lot of testing as well. And that's the third one is, is just test like crazy. And when I say testing, I mean trying different headlines in your ads. Um, these days, mm-hmm. Facebook video ads are really, really popular because Facebook wants to compete with all the other video tools online, such as YouTube. So they're really promoting those a lot. So mm-hmm. utilizing those tools to get yourself out there and testing out what your audience responds to. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I mean, I hear that a lot on this show because we're talking about different ways to to do marketing and to get mm-hmm. exposure. And it really always boils down to those first two things, like find your message, get really clear on that, learn who your audience is. But you said something that's uh, interesting there. Uh, you said that people will put their message out there and they'll get the wrong audience and then they'll crash and burn. Now, mm-hmm. um how do you get your message in front of an audience before Facebook advertising, or do you use that in the process of testing it? Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. So my favorite strategy is using surveys of some kind or another, um, surveys based on content. So, again, I'll use my bodybuilding example. With the bodybuilder, what we did was we had him – we ran a Facebook ads for a specific survey, and to get people to take the survey, we said, if you enter – if you click here, you're entering a contest to win. I can't remember what our offer was. I think it was a free coaching session for like mm-hmm. a month or something like that. So something really valuable that would get a lot of people in that audience to click. Mm-hmm. And all we did on that survey was we asked questions such as, what would you want in a program? What would you want to learn? What are some ways that you can see um, yourself, where you see yourself struggling in your, in your programs, et cetera? And at the mm-hmm. end of that, we not only had a list of people already built up that we could retarget with Facebook ads and with email marketing, but we also had exact answers on exactly what people wanted to learn and oh, what smart. we needed to try to quote unquote sell to them. So Yeah. Yeah. So if you're that bodybuilder and you're you have all kinds of different things like coaching and nutritional supplements and whatever, your survey really mm-hmm. helps to kind of dig that out and people are like, I just want vitamins or I just want somebody to oh, hold exactly. my hand. You know? yeah. So you can really yeah, yeah dig into exactly. that. That's that's awesome. So uh, I know for from you know, helping a lot of small business owners myself, that there's a couple of pain points within that process as well. Number one, it would be learning how to, I guess, ask the right questions in your survey. How do you, do you have a process for that or do you just leave it up to the client? Do you have any insights? Generally, it, it based, it's based on around the product or whatever it is we're trying to promote. So in this case, if it's a, let's say it's a dentist, for example, mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask questions on a dental survey about like guns or anything like that. I'm going to ask about, <laughs> Dental questions, right? I'm going to ask about things that 
I'm curious to see what people will answer and very general questions too. So for a dentist, it would be, you know, what is the least favorite part about coming to the dentist? A, is it getting your teeth clean? B, is it having the, those little uh, drills being put in your mouth, et cetera? You know um, what? I just so thought of something for dentists. It's a specific type of product. So <laughs> if it's someone who's a coach, let's just say of like energy coaching, um, mm-hmm. you can actually have a lot of fun with it. Throw out questions that might throw people for a loop. Maybe you see something on Facebook that people are responding to, and this is a strategy we can talk about later where you do some research on Facebook. You look at what audiences are buying into and mm-hmm. what they're paying attention to, and you can go to specific pages to kind of see what kind of information people are really biting into what they're really buying into as well. Yeah. Yeah. For You can be creative like this. If you're a dentist, you can say, do you like to play hockey? And that is a relevant question right. in your survey because exactly. they would <laughs> knock right. their teeth out. So <laughs> that's a market for you, all you dentists out there. Yeah, there um, you go. <laughs> is it, so it, you're, in your opinion, it's really important for people to be marketing on Facebook. And you kind of said there was a few things around that, like it's the largest, um, uh, website out there. Is that the only reason or do you have other reasons why it's really important for people to be on Facebook? I mean, there's a, there's a good number, but at the end of the day, that's the most important because really what it all comes down to is marketing is about getting your message in front of the right people. And Facebook, because it has 1.5 billion monthly active users, that's 1.5 billion people in the world who are actually on there multiple times a month. And in most cases, it's multiple times a day. Um, Mm -hmm. Even amidst all the other social media channels that are out there, Facebook is still one of the most used. So Mm -hmm. without question, whether you're a business-to-business model or a business-to-customer, you can do marketing on Facebook that will put you in front of the right prospects. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's so many opportunities, and more importantly, it's all very measurable with Facebook. So as opposed to running a commercial on television or on the uh, radio or somewhere like that, they have ways of measuring those. Well, with Facebook, you can do it for pennies on the dollar, and you can get really, really exact with what you're measuring. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know that uh, that brings up another good point. So if you finally get your message and you have your good survey and all your content, and then you get into the back end of Facebook, there is a lot of things that you have to look at and fill out. And how do you, uh, you know, what's, what kind of advice would you give to somebody who is trying to build their own ad for the first time? Absolutely. So the first piece of advice I would give is keep it super simple. If you if you have the right audience, you've done your research, you don't have to put something super complicated out there. I think too many people try to make this sale within the ad itself when really mm-hmm. the ad you're using it as a way to get people's attention and then to get them off of Facebook to wherever you want them to go, be it a landing page, a webinar, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So the best advice I can give when it comes to Facebook ads is keep it super simple. Mm -hmm. The things people pay attention to most are the image or video and the headline. And if you can make both of those really good, make them stand out realistic to what you're trying to sell or promote, people Mm -hmm. will stop and pay attention. And if you then they read the rest of your ad, the copy, and it's and it's good, then they'll click away. And hopefully everything else after that's lined up correctly. But it it really Mm -hmm. comes down to just keep it simple and and have a good image and good headline. Mm -hmm. And. So I know that by doing that, it's good to take a bunch of different images, maybe even tweak your headline. And um, mm-hmm. where would you stop the testing process by the time they get to the landing page or wherever you're taking them to? Um, like, how would you make one ad different than the other for testing purposes? That's a great and question. How, so yeah. it depends on what we're trying to work out first. Usually I'll start with images. I'll have 
three ads with the same wording in it, same headline, same text, but I'll have three different images to see which one people are, are responding to the most. Um, oh. And then I'll, then I'll go to the headline from there because, again, those are the two most eye-catching things on Facebook are the image or video and the headline. So those are what I usually test first, and then I expand it from there. So you take three, you start off with three identical ads, just with three different images. And then when you change the uh, headlines, now I'm getting super complicated, do you just change the, take those three ads, let them perform for a while, and then change those three ads headline? Usually after those three ads, I'll find the image that's working best of the three. And then I'll put Ah. that same image in all three, and then I'll mess with the headline if I want to get better conversions. If that gotcha. one ad is converting really well, then I'll just run that one and I'll increase the budget on that one. Usually that doesn't happen, though. I'll, I'll play around with the images, get a little bit higher conversion rate on one, throw that on all three of them, and then I'll change the headlines. And that's when, when things really start to get better. Wow. <laughs> I was, that makes perfect sense. I don't know why it was so complicated for me. I was thinking, there, God, there has to be millions of different ways you can do this. <laughs> but that's a, that's a really there good are. system. I like there that. are. Yeah. And a lot of people will try oh. to make it sound like there is. But again, if it's, it, it comes down to what people forget about Facebook is it's a very visual network. So mm-hmm. you know, unlike Google or search engines, people are looking at pictures. They're looking at articles. They're looking at things on Facebook. And nobody's going on there to buy something or to put their email into something. So automatically from the get-go, we're kind of interrupting their normal pattern, what most people are. So that's why you have to make it stand out really well and make the messaging really succinct. So if you can start with that mindset, oh, okay, how can I get this person who's trying to look at what their aunts and uncles are up to and their family and try to see what their favorite sports team is doing to stop and pay attention to what I am doing here, how can I go about doing that? And that's really the questioning to start off the whole process. Yeah, I am going to slip off into a tangent here that doesn't have anything necessarily to do with Facebook. It's a surprise question for you. (laughs) I was watching a documentary yesterday about algorithms or two days ago about algorithms. And I know that Mm -hmm. that's a huge important part in Facebook in all of the internet, right? And um, I know that one of the biggest things for SEO on a website for business is that backlink factor. So they've got to have like other uh, pay websites that have your link on it leading back to your website. Um, I know that more important um, uh, websites, like if it was a university and and your link was on a university site, it has a lot more cred than maybe um, you know Joe Blow Taylor corner store down the street, right? Does the okay. does Facebook have any juice? Like if your uh, websites and that backlinks are on there, does that give you any SEO power in general, or is it just too diluted? Um, are you talking about SEO on Facebook? I'm talking. Well, no, I'm talking about. It was a side tangent trick question. (laughs) It was SEO for your website, right? So everybody has their Facebook business pages. Does that give you any oomph in your SEO, or do you know anything about that? Um, I don't believe it does, as far as I know. I'm sure somebody out there listening right now will say, "Well, yes, it does." So if it (laughs) does, it's not something I've noticed a huge difference with. um, At least with the people I've I've helped set that up for. so yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't, plus if I'm setting it up on Facebook, I'm not looking to boost my, my website with it. I'm using it as a value add to my website or to what I'm running on Facebook, giving people just another place they can come and get the content that they're looking for. That's a, that's a really good point. I like that. Um, now trying to switch it back, same question, but on Facebook, I know that um, engagement on your pages and sharing and comments, that has a lot of weight within Facebook's algorithms. Is that true? Do you know anything about that? 
Yeah, absolutely. Sharing, the more it's shared, of course, the more Facebook is going to have that be shown to not just your natural audience, but to new people. Because Facebook, at the end of the day, is all about the user experience. If you put something out there, that is, especially in an ad, that's scaring people away from Facebook, meaning they <laughs> see it and they just leave, that's yeah. a huge, huge negative, And they either shut that ad down, or in this case, if it's an offensive post of some kind, they'll stop it. Um, they might even shut your own account down for no reason whatsoever um, oh, wow. just because of an association with something like that. So really, it, it all comes down to how well can you make someone who's already on Facebook enjoy that experience even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, you do you, you kind of alluded to that you earlier. You want to get them off of Facebook, which isn't what Facebook wants to hear, but yet they have that advertising right. platform. <laughs> so it's a catch-22. They want you, them to stay, but they're, you're paying them to get them to go. So how right. do you stand out? Like, how do you, how do you do that? How do you grab them? You know, you surveys and things like that, but they're, everyone's doing it. You've got to find a way to stand out, right? Is there any ninja tricks right. or is it? Yeah. Well, on that, on that note too, just really quick. I mean, if you click on a link on Facebook and it takes you to that page, your Facebook tag tab is still open. So oh. Facebook doesn't mind it too much. I mean, of course they would rather you keep them on Facebook, but they know full well most people are running business aren't just going to send people to business pages and everything like that. So yeah. to their advantage, if someone clicks on a link and their Facebook tab is still open because Facebook knows they're naturally going to go back to Facebook once they're done with your information. So mm-hmm. they don't really yeah. have too much of a problem with it. Yeah, because you'll click that close or you'll have 15,000 tabs open like I do on right. two computers <laughs> at any given time. <laughs> no, I know. It's awesome. Um, <clears throat> do you... Uh, I want, when we come back, we're going to have a commercial break here soon. And when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit about Facebook groups, um, maybe get into some of the things like retargeting and remarketing, because I don't know if everyone okay. knows about that, but it's pretty ninja and stealthy. And um, so get your pens and papers, because we're going to learn some more with Cody, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. There are two types of leaders in business. Those who are nice, compassionate people. And frankly, they are the people who fail to get a lot done. Then there are those who can get everything done and so much more. But they are greedy, unethical, and self-centered. The Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks finds a way to use the best of both types of leaders to help you create a dynamic roadmap to success. Tune in every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Business. Do you find yourself working tirelessly to keep your business going? Are you finding out that you don't have time for family, friends, any kind of personal life whatsoever? It's time to stop feeling trapped by your business. Tune in to Reclaim Your Freedom with host Shirley Dalton. You'll hear from guests that will help you work on your business instead of constantly in your business and get your life back while the business keeps running and humming. Reclaim Your Freedom airs live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. 
With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned into Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. To reach Jackie or her guest today, we invite you to call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, send it to Jackie M. at purepotentials.com. Now, back to Extreme Exposure. Welcome back. We're here with Cody Barlow, the Facebook expert, and we're talking about Facebook marketing and how to get the most bang for your buck. So there's a lot of confusion too, Cody, I find when I ask people, are you advertising on Facebook? They go, oh yeah. And they think that, and they are, they technically are, uh, when they're putting information out just on their regular business pages, when they're doing promoted posts, and when they're doing actual ads. Can you give us a general, um, give us the overview on each one of these components? Yeah, definitely. So when you promote a post, Facebook changed their newsfeed algorithm, I think it was about a year and a half ago, um, essentially saying that if you have an audience, let's say 5,000 people who like your page, only a small percentage of them will see your post um, that you put out, even though they liked your page. Now, if you pay to boost the post, more of that audience will see it, plus you can bring in a new audience to see that post as well. Um, oh. So in this case, if you have great content or information you want to share with a lot of people, then it makes sense to boost the post. However, I wouldn't use boosting posts to try to lead to a sale. I would use it simply to pixel an audience, which I'm sure we'll get into here in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, you have just your, your basic ads platform where you run ads to get people generally away from Facebook or to a specific page on Facebook, whether it's a business page, a group, um, they have ads where you can promote an app within the Facebook realm, um, all sorts of stuff like that. So at the end of the day, and this is what's so powerful about their platform, is it all comes down to what's your goal. Are we trying to get people to put their name and email on a landing page? Are we trying to get them to join our group? Are we trying to get them to read specific information so we can pixel them? Depending on what that is, is the strategy you're then going to take into Facebook. So mm-hmm. that's kind of some of the different options there. Love it. And you said, are we going to pixel them? So can you talk a little bit about what the pixel is? Absolutely. Pixels, the magic and sometimes (laughs) complicated word that people make it out to be. Essentially, a pixel is just a code that Facebook gives you, the user, that you can put on a web page, landing page, really anywhere else on the Internet that you have access to. And what that Mm -hmm. code does is anybody who is a Facebook user, such as myself, if I went to your landing page and there's this code on there, that I'm not going to see, by the way. It's invisible <laughs> to anybody but you who puts it on there. What Facebook will do is then ping my account on Facebook saying, this is Cody. He went to, let's just say, the weightlifting website. He went mm-hmm. to this weightlifting page. So that means Cody is someone who's interested in this type of information. Mm-hmm. Now, it does two things for you as the person running the ad. One, Facebook will then find, use their algorithm with ads to find a lot of people like myself, who actually clicked on your ad, which is really nice because it makes your costs cheaper in your ads as Mm -hmm. well as it makes it a lot easier for Facebook to determine 
who's going to get the most value out of this ad? You know, they're going to match up my profile, such as my age and my interests and things like that to other users on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Secondly, is it leads to the wonderful world of retargeting, which I don't know if you want to jump into that right now or save it for Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Give us the overview. Sure. Absolutely. So when you pixel an audience, um, people don't know they're pixeled. It's just they, one of my favorite um, pixel options, which is a little code that comes in your Facebook pixel no matter what, is called page views. So going mm-hmm. back to the article uh, um, example, if I set up an article and I send 500 people to it, I get 500 clicks to that article, what's going to happen is each person will then get pixeled within my Facebook account. And then the next day or next two day, over the next few days, I should say, I can run an ad just at those people who clicked on my article. And the reason why is because I know, hey, they're interested in my information. They're mm-hmm. a warm audience because obviously I have something here that they want to learn more about, but I didn't want to sell them out of the gate. I didn't want to just say, hey, come check out my offer and come pay for it when I don't really know them yet. I haven't built any trust. Yeah. But if I've pixeled them, I can send them free articles. I can get them on blog posts. I can even send them the landing pages where I'm sending them good information and content. And mm-hmm. then I can come back at them later and say, hey, by the way, I noticed, you know, here's my program um, that is based on the information that you read on this article. Right. Oh, I love that. <clears throat> so that's, you know, an interesting thing too, because I was, I, I think I heard it or I read it, read it somewhere where people are doing a fatal mistake with their pixel is they put that code in there. They, they put out a landing page or a sales page. They have these people that they get their information from and then they don't buy. So they try to hit those people again. Well, They've, it was a waste of money because they're already being hit the first time and they weren't, in, weren't interested in purchasing. If you put that other trust building information in front of them, like, oh, they seem to be interested in this um, article, you can start to really sharpen that audience a lot, right? Versus exactly. sending them dra- yeah. straight to a sales page. True. Now, at some point, though, you have to start. And so that means you take your landing page and your pixel or your article or whatever you have, and you have to make some choices. How, how would you go about picking a good audience for your product? So the first thing I do with an audience is Facebook has this really great tool called the Audience Insights tool that you can utilize. It's in your ads manager. And if you've never set up an ad on Facebook before, if you just type in facebook.com forward slash ad forward slash ads manager, it will take you to your personal ads manager. And it's a tool where Facebook essentially has all the data of all the users they've collected to now, and we all know Facebook collects a lot of data on us. It's kind of creepy sometimes. <laughs> yeah. The necessary evil in some cases, especially for marketers. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I'll use this tool to research audiences. And what's great about the tool is you can look up things like what kind of pages people in your audience like the most. Um, I can see how many people in that audience, how many ads they click on every month. Um, usually I'm looking for an audience of 20 or more clicks per month on ads because chances are they'll probably click on mine. Um, wow. And I'll look at demographics too. You know, what are these demographics? Are they people in the Midwest? Are they on one of the coasts? Are they um, from the United States? Are they in Canada and a different country? And you can look up all this information ahead of time. Um, and then, yeah, I'll just test it out. I'll run ads at them depending on what product I want to try out. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll pixel the audience. And at that point with the pixeled audience, if I'm running ads and, people aren't clicking on it, then what I'll do is Facebook gives you an option. They usually refresh that audience every seven days. So Mm -hmm. if you're running that ad continuously, 
Um, it's going to be a new audience every seven days, so you don't have to worry about getting the same people seeing the same ad after about a week. Oh, okay. So you could let it, you could, how long should you run an ad? So if you're saying it changes every week, you could theoretically Mm -hmm. let that go for a month, right? That's right. Yeah. Generally in the beginning, I recommend starting it about a week at a time um, because it does two things for you. One, it allows you to see your data sooner. You're not waiting for it. You can see a really good measurement. And two, it allows you to be smart about how you spend your money. So you set your ad budget at $10 a day, you know Mm -hmm. at most you're going to spend $70 in a week, which Mm -hmm. not only will save you some money in the long run, but it allows you to measure things more directly over that week's time. So um, is that because you get the insights quicker than if you had it over a month? You're going to get the insights quickly no matter what, but as you run it over a week's time, it allows you to make adjustments as well. Granted, you can go in and you can pause your ad and you can make changes to it on the fly. People do that all the time. I personally like running it a week at a time. And then once I see that specific ad working, then I'll, I'll start doubling the time I run it. So I'll do it to 14 days. And if it's still working at that point, then I'll do it to a month. Um, a month is about the longest I'll personally run an ad. Oh, okay. And, and why is that? Just because with Facebook's different rules, they have what's called a relevance score. A month is about the, the time frame of which an uh, ad will stay relevant. Um, There are exceptions to that, of course, but they're few and far between. And you want to go in and refresh the content usually every month. So not Mm -hmm. change everything, but maybe change the headline or change the image or just something Mm. that's going to keep it to where the audience is still reacting to it. Oh, wow. And do you ever run out of your audience? Like, um, how big of an audience should you start with? And I mean, because you could... Yeah, how big of an audience? <laughs> Everyone yeah, in the world. A great question. And that one's tricky because it's, it's a case-by-case uh, basis. So I've run ads for people who are a local business, and they only have a local population of like 10,000 people. So mm-hmm. we can only run an ad at maybe 1,000 of them. Um, I've oh, had wow. others where they're running it for the whole country. And for those people where you can have a bigger audience, I recommend having about starting with at least 150,000 or more. Um, my personal favorite is starting in the 500,000 to the a million range and then narrowing wow. it down from there. Um, but if you're a local business and you can't do a really, really large audience, just do the largest that you can possibly do. That makes sense. And then mm-hmm. go from there. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's almost like it goes against the intuitive niche it down and, and get this small group. Right. Like what a lot of marketers say, you're saying big, big, huge net. And um, that's because your whole yeah, pu- purpose is... You never sorry. know. you never know what people might click on it that you weren't originally thinking of targeting. Yeah. Yeah. Like dentists and hockey players, see? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <That's> <laughs> they exactly didn't know that. they had such a huge audience. Um, and so... Say you are that, um, well, let's use maybe something a little bit more more challenging for an example, because a dentist would be very local. Uh, maybe it's like a coach, but they, like you were talking about that before, but they do online stuff. How would they, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they would start by, maybe they solved, uh, you, you said energy work, so that's a big, vast topic. So I'm trying to give you a, a huge example. How would they go ahead and start to um, hammer down and pick that audience out? Do, do the First, I would down. start by, again, using that audience insights tools. I'll also use like Google AdWords um, mm. research tool to determine where people are clicking on this, what they're looking for. Um, mm-hmm. What I love about, there's a, I'm trying to remember actually the name of the tool right now. It's a Google tool, Google Trends is what it's called. 
um, where I can actually do a search of what's being searched for the most on Google, and I can look it up by state if I'm using the United States, um, which states are being that's being searched for the most. And I'll usually start with like a geographic location, like let's say Florida or California or Texas or somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing too is just using Facebook. Facebook's search tool is really, really good. You can go in and you can type in. One of my favorite strategies is, um, so for coaches, let's just say energy work, I'll, mm-hmm. I, I'll try to find someone who's a, who's a huge person in that field, someone who's already built up an audience, et cetera. And I'll just type into the Facebook search bar, you know, people who like, let's just say coach energy as the name of the person. <laughs> and what Facebook coach will energy. do is their algorithm will bring up all these results of people who have liked that page. And then I can go into each of these people's profiles and I can kind of see the commonalities. Are we talking about male, female? Are we talking about what kind of age range are they falling into? Are, if I can see the interest and people haven't made their profile super pub or private, what kind of interest can I see that's a commonality and things like that? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, you were talking a little bit about, you know, testing the audience and, and picking that out. And you said uh, you just sort of alluded to that $10 a day price range. So you said mm-hmm. you'd know that you'd be spending about $70 a week on a single ad. Now, there's a lot of testing that goes on before people actually start to see a lot of results with that. And I know that a lot of small businesses get very frustrated because they're like, it doesn't work. And I just spent 70 bucks and I got nothing. Um how would they, I mean, you have to have your ad budget, but how would they uh, maybe do this more reasonably? Like, is there, a, is there any tips or tricks for, t- for testing without having to have a whole new ad every time? Absolutely. So I'd say the number one thing there is, again, use a Facebook pixel because even if you get a lot of people who click and don't convert right away, again, we're talking about a cold audience, a lot of people who probably have never heard of you before. So mm-hmm. we're going to have to send a couple things to those people over time to build up that trust and to kind of get that branding going. Right. Um, so that'd be my number one. And number two is always start with a smaller budget too. It, it doesn't have to be 10 a day. It could be five a day. Um, mm-hmm. I recommend five to 10 a day just to see what's going to happen. Um, right. And then as a business owner, I think what this all comes down to as well is the business owner is going to generally have an idea of who their audience is. Um, yeah. So that's usually the starting point. And if you ever get really stuck, you know, look at other people in your industry on Facebook. I promise you they're on there. And mm-hmm. research, you know, what they're, who's in their audience. And um, chances are once you start looking and liking these pages, you'll start to see ads from that, um, from that industry. And you can look at those ads themselves and see how those are set up too. Yeah, I, I love that. I love the uh, suggestion to look at other ads um, because you can learn a lot. You can really get some great ideas uh-huh. by just doing that practice. I'm writing that down. Look at other ads. Um, okay, <laughs> so uh, let me see here what I want to ask you. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk to you a bit about uh, groups. So I know that you had, this is more of an organic approach where you're not actually spending money at uh-huh. all. Um, what's your thoughts on groups and how's the best way to use them? So the best thing with groups is using it as a way to give more value to your audience of some kind. So you have your public and you have your private groups. Um, For a coach, for example, I would have a public group to initiate conversations with people, to give them, um, now with Facebook Live, which is an absolutely incredible tool, essentially allows you to do a webinar whenever you would like. I would use groups to be able to broadcast myself to my audience, to do some Q&A, to show them what I'm up to, just something that gives you the branding as well as just that 
exposure to a group of people who are interested in you. Um, secondly is the ability to message people through Facebook because we know Facebook made a big push to have their Facebook Messenger app be on everybody's phones. And I don't have yeah. the numbers in front of me, but I know a majority of people who have Facebook have their Messenger app on their phone. Yeah. And when people are in a group, you can actually me- uh, message everybody in your group directly from your group page. Um, yeah. You can only do about 50 at a time. So if you have a group of 5,000, you have to send out, ten, um, what is the math here, 10 different messages um, yeah. to 50 people each time. Or sorry, it's more than that, I know, but my math is off right now. But <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> math is not, a, not necessarily is, on this show. <laughs> what's that? Math is not necessary on this show. You are safe. <laughs> yeah, I have to bring a calculator out for these things. But um, That's okay. I believed you because that's how good at math I am. So <laughs> <laughs> There we go. But the point of all it is, is a group you can use to really give more access to your audience to use like the Facebook Live tool so only your audience sees that. But more importantly, if you have a, let's again, I'll use a coaching business. Once you get people who start paying for your product, you can set up a private group on Facebook. And that's something that's an extremely valuable addition because with a private group, anything that's posted in there, any live broadcasts, any messages are all just within that group. They can't go and be used on the rest of Facebook. So if you're a coach and you say one of your value adds is, okay, I'll coach you this much per month and tune in every day on Facebook. I'll do a live broadcast where I'll add, where I'll do some Q&A that very well for most people who are on Facebook every day could be an extremely good reason for them to want to sign up for your product. Oh, wow. So, wow, that's a lot of stuff. Um, the private and the, the uh, so you want to take the people from the public group and you want to try to get them into your products and services mm-hmm. and then you want to put them into the private group so that you can give them basically just secret information that you wouldn't want to share everywhere else. Is that kind of the gist of it? Yeah, absolutely. So the public group, if we're looking at this from like a funnel standpoint, you can use the public group to create trust, to show your expertise, to put yourself as the authority figure in that field. And then you can use the public group to drive people to your actual funnels, emails and webinars, et cetera. And then once they sign up for your program, you use a private Facebook group for more, I guess, one-on-one time with people, uh, more direct messaging, things like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, because it would probably be a smaller group just by its nature because they're your clients. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, um, just quickly before we go to the next break, um, you had talked about messaging people from the Facebook group. Do they get annoyed being in a group chat like that? If you're doing it a lot and by a lot multiple times a day, then yes. But if it's once a week or even once a day and they're actively involved in the group, then mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen anybody complain about it yet. Do they respond back in the group or can you set notifications so they don't have to, so it's just you talking to them because that would be better, don't you think? Come on, Facebook, do that. Generally, but I don't think they have a feature yet with the messenger that I know of um, that you can do that where you just send a message and they can't respond back. Most <laughs> That's what I want. What you seen, must listen to me. <laughs> you put something in your message saying that, so... Yeah, yeah. So it's not a dictatorship. Darn it. I'm trying to create a benevolent <laughs> dictatorship. It's my new thing, but it doesn't seem to be catching on. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So um, in, your, but in your lead magnet group, there, you don't, really don't think that that would be annoying to send that whole message to everybody, just as no, long as again, it's super it's relevant. It's all about the content. If you're not being pestering them like, hey, come buy my stuff, come check this out. And you're saying, yeah, hey, I've got this great webinar today that helps solve XYZ problem, 
I highly doubt people will ever complain. You're always going to get the trolls online, the people who hate and mm-hmm. are just all around annoying. And because they're behind a computer, they feel empowered. But mm-hmm. that's few and far between, especially when you're really working on building your audience and giving them great value. Gotcha. That's like people behind the wheel of a car. <laughs> I'm behind the car. Yeah, you can't exactly. see me. That's awesome. Okay, so we'll be back in just a few minutes and we'll talk some more. Maybe we'll talk about Facebook Live and its fancy new features. Sounds good. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Tune in to Insights and Strategies with Barbara Lang for a look into the issues that matter to you, such as economic growth and stability, quality education, strong neighborhoods, and accountable leadership. We'll also highlight leadership today, how it can be strengthened, and how it impacts your community. Insights and Strategies is heard live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. If you want to learn how to be a better leader, increase your level of business performance, and motivate your team and organization more effectively, listen for Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. Luis Vicente and his guests will share their expertise and enthusiasm in helping you to succeed. It's combining that drive with business skills that will do just that. Tune in live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You're tuned into Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. To reach Jackie or her guest today, we invite you to call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, send it to Jackie M. at purepotentials.com. Now, back to Extreme Exposure. Welcome back. We're learning all kinds of fun and great ways to market ourselves on Facebook, which can be complicated and cumbersome. Um, I wanted to touch base on two more quick topics that are of interest around uh, the Facebook these days, Cody, and that is Mm -hmm. the Facebook Live. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what Facebook Live is and how people use it? Absolutely. So Facebook Live is simply um, a platform that you can use to live stream yourself, which is just a way of saying, a live video of yourself doing whatever. It could be walking outside, talking to your audience. It could be doing a demonstration of a product, um, anything like that. And Facebook just rolled this out a little while ago. I think it was a, a year ago maybe. Um, mm-hmm. It's available just on your phone so, or a mobile device, so you can't do it on your computer yet. Um, oh. so, and the way you do it is you simply open up your Facebook app, and if you go to 
um, make a not a comment, an update in your newsfeed. You'll notice mm-hmm. one of the features is this little, almost looks like a head, um, not a head in shoulders, but something along those lines with like radio waves coming out of it. And that's mm-hmm. the live broadcast kind of symbol. And if you do that, then yeah, your camera phone will turn on or tablet uh, camera and mm-hmm. it will just record you doing whatever there is. Whatever you're doing. And uh, is that because they're trying to compete with things like Periscope and Blab? Mm-hmm. That's exactly uh, right. Yeah, it's Facebook's answer to Periscope and Meerkat <laughs> and YouTube Live, and you, the list is very long. <laughs> yeah, I think they're smart, though. That'll be awesome. And so the yeah. benefit, too, you you know, you don't have to go and necessarily do webinars anymore. You can do um, a Facebook uh, Live instead. Is that mm-hmm. kind of what you were oh, alluding absolutely. to? Around? Yeah, yeah, Facebook yeah. Live. And, and what's beautiful about Facebook Live as well is I talked a lot at the beginning about doing video ads on Facebook. Is With Facebook Live now, you can shoot yourself talking about a product or something in some way, and then mm-hmm. you can actually use that live broadcast as your video in an ad. You can. Oh, that's interesting. Because mm-hmm. um, I was going to ask you this too. Are your Facebook um, or your Facebook Live? Does that only go to people who like your page or your friends? Yes. If it's organically, only, only okay. That so you, group. Oh, okay. I see. That's awesome. And then now I know that Facebook has acquired Instagram, and they're talking a lot about that. How does that work? Because Instagram, you can do some videos and you can do pictures, but you don't have a lot of link options. How do they integrate together? So the link options on Instagram, actually, you can put a link down in the comments. Um, not the comments, sorry, in the actual ad itself. So you can actually do a link option now. Oh. But the, the way Instagram works is it's very different from the actual Facebook ads. There's different requirements for the videos. They can only be about a minute long now. And the picture size, I can't remember off the top of my head. I want to say 600 by 800 mm-hmm. pixels, but it all comes down to where your audience is. And the beautiful thing now with the Facebook ads platform is if more of your audience is on Instagram, you can create just ads for Instagram and run it to that audience. Oh, wow. That's interesting. It's a lot. (laughs) It's a time suck. It's a vortex because you're sitting there, you're trying to build your ads or you're getting your people to help build your ads and stuff. And all of a sudden you are in somebody from high school's you know, they're deep in the cabbage, as I like to say. How do you people, do you right. have any tips to keep them out of the time suck, the vortex? <laughs> I think the best way to do it is if you go in knowing exactly what your goal is, if you mm-hmm. are setting up an ad, um, what it does is it takes you to your ads manager in Facebook. So unless you're clicking out of that ad, you're not going to see any updates from anybody on Facebook or any messages or anything like that. So those other distractions really aren't there when you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're a business owner, it, it really, it, if you're on Facebook, it just makes sense to try to figure out how you can use it to make yourself more money and bring mm-hmm. your audience more value. So if you're yeah. just answering that question every day of, okay, have I done something to bring my audience more value? Have I done something that increases my business in some way? Then at that point I would say, yeah, you can go into the cabbage patch as you like to say. <laughs> deep in the cabbage so bring value cabbage, I love that I'm writing go. that down <laughs> bring value and bring um, uh, what did you say something about your business effects or a p- positive results it helps help to grow your business yeah okay. because and at the end of the day there's really no tried and true way to do that like I said many many years ago that was how I decided to start doing this was I was spending so much time on Facebook I was like man I gotta figure out how to utilize this for business or to improve yeah. my life so 
And that's uh, essentially how I came about doing what I do. Love it. So speaking of that, before we go, why don't you tell us a little bit about your new company and the new endeavors? Because I know that your focus is to get people online and help them with that social media challenge that they might have. Tell us a bit about that, your company and what you do. Absolutely. So Black Bugle, we like to say Black Bugle marketing, um, but we do a lot more than just marketing depending on what people need. But right now, we like to say we're a complete funnel optimization company. And what that means is we're not just looking at the lead gen, so the Facebook, Instagram, um, other social networks like Pinterest or Twitter. We're also looking at how we can convert more of those leads in the middle and then get them to stay with you longer and spend more with you over a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. So it, it comes down to if you have a product or a service of some kind, really anything that you want to put into some sort of funnel that's automated where we eventually can tell you for every dollar you put in, you're getting X amount out. That's what we do, and we figure out how to do that. We know how to do all the testing and the ways to really make all that work. So at the end of the day, that's that's our number one goal is to help someone figure out how much they have to put in to get out one customer and then how we can optimize not just that one customer but also cut down on the cost to get that one customer and maximize the, the profits. Cool. And who would be the best kind of people to come and uh, utilize your services? Would this be people who are looking? Because, you know, I hear this all the time. People are like, I need help with social media, but they don't know what that means. What part of that, like, mm-hmm. where are they, you know, and where are you when you meet them? In this case, it, it really depends because it's something where if you have a specific product, that's even better. Um, mm-hmm. Something we can put into a funnel where at the end we're trying to get people to buy either this program, this system, whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. But even people who are just starting out where they want to work with us um, because we work on a, um, on a commission basis, if you will, is mm-hmm. something where we're, we're really open to most ideas that are brought to us. Um, it mm-hmm. just depends on how far into your business you are. So if you're into it, you have a product, and you're just looking to maximize your profits and, and grow it like crazy, we're absolutely happy to help you. If you're just getting started, not quite sure where to go, I, do, I personally do consulting as mm-hmm. part of the business, and I can help you get things set up on that end, too. I know. I know that you do that. I'm quite aware of it. <laughs> I actually hired you to do that. I'm going to just go over a few of the things that um, you were talking about, just to kind of recap, because there were so many good things. Uh, before we do that, where can people go to find you? What's your Facebook page? I'm sure you have one. So the Facebook page we have is just Black Bugle um, Marketing Services. So if you look that up, um, I'm pretty sure our logo will stand out on that. And then if you want to find me personally, um, it's just Cody Barlow. There's a lot of us on Facebook. So it's a picture of me and my son and my page. And then I'm on Twitter. I don't do a lot on Twitter right now, but I'm definitely planning on increasing that. And my Twitter is the Zen one. So T-H-E-Z-E-N and then W-U-N is my Twitter handle. Okay, gotcha. That's perfect. Um, That's also on the Voice America page. So I'm sure that that's where you're listening to this. Wherever you are, you can see Cody's bio, his uh, Facebook information there. Um, So I'm going to just recap what I heard. Um, Starting off with some really important things, uh, figuring out your message, you know, figuring out what uh, the value of your product, your service, thinking about who that audience is and making sure you test like crazy. Um, I liked it, Cody, when you said keep it simple. And I really liked the the concept that you use three different um, ads. You start with three different ads, maybe 
charge about five or ten or spend about five or ten dollars a day on these ads and you basically just start with three different images and then when you find the image that's working well you start to play with the headlines so I love that Um, you were talking a lot about checking out those audience insight tools and having uh, an audience about 150,000 plus is that correct that's correct right yeah absolutely yeah yeah and I liked that you had, um, so you gave us some good tips like uh, there's the Google AdWords research tool. And how do they find that again? They just Google Google AdWords research tool? If you just go to Google and type in Google Trends, that's the main tool I was talking about. That will pull okay. that up for you. Google Trends, love it. And then um, the Facebook search tool, that's just, um, just to touch a little bit more on that, to expand on that, just what would I be typing for when I'm searching there? So I'm looking to build an ad, I'm going to type on, is it different groups? Is it different, just keywords? Yeah, you can do either or. Um, Facebook search tool. So if you just went to Facebook, and I'll just use basketball as the example, I'm typing it in right now as we speak. Um, It brings up all sorts of stuff where, let me see here. And it gives me the options to see all results for basketball. And I can look up the pages, the groups. I can look up videos, um, places, apps, uh-huh. events, all sorts of stuff. So it, it really depends on what you're looking for to get research on. Yeah, so start with some good solid keywords. And I like, too, that you uh, were saying find the gurus of your own industry and see what you can kind of information you can get around them. Um, mm-hmm. Warming up your crowd. I think that maybe people don't have enough patience with Facebook ads and they go, they just don't work, right? Do you hear that all the time as well? Yeah, all the time. Absolutely. And the number one thing I tell people is if you're patient with it and you're testing, I promise you it will work. So patience is the the virtue. That's the thing that you need to be looking at, right? Um, And also, Mm -hmm. I think it can be really fun. It gets a bit cumbersome and frustrating. And I know that I felt like that too. But I think, you you know, if you you start to look at these and start to bring more joy into marketing in general, that it can have a much more positive impact on your your overall activities, right? Don't you agree? (laughs) Led you into that one. You agree, right? (laughs) So if Facebook could change one thing, Cody, what would you hope it would be? Um, I would say more... That's a great question. (laughs) I would have them change more stuff with their live broadcast tool. So you can throw in um, like emojis and more. You can do, there's more audience interaction. Um, mm. yeah. There's something where it's a lot more of a interactive platform. And I know they're doing stuff now. They're developing, because they just made the, so- the program open source. So now people will start throwing in. So for example, I would love it to where if I could do like a quote unquote live webinar. And then at mm-hmm. the end of it, I could just have pop up on my screen, a sign up form that takes them to wherever I want them to go. And I'm yeah. pretty darn sure somebody out there, hopefully somebody listening is developing that. Please, please develop it, please. Develop that. I love that. You know what I would change? I would have, because I know Facebook wants you to natively upload your own videos, I would find a way that you can have annotations in that. So same kind of thing that you're saying, mm. click on the video instead of trying to figure out, well, now they're going to see the video. How am I going to get them somewhere? And I know their answer was the, the learn more, but if you're just doing... Uh, an organic ad in your your own newsfeed, you can't do that, right? So I don't know if they'll make yeah, that because exactly. I want you to buy ads, but <laughs> I wish they would. <laughs> it would be really nice. 
I love it. I love what you're doing. I think that you're helping a lot of people, Cody. And um, if you're out there listening and you want to get a hold of Cody, go on ahead and look for his information because he's a super valuable resource. Um, I also know, Cody, that you you speak at different events. And so if people want to talk to you about that, I'm sure you'd be open to that as well because it's a, it's a toughie. I mean, you make it sound so simple, but Facebook, it can be a struggle for people. So I'm glad you do what you do. Cody, thank Thank you you. so much for joining us today, and I can't wait to work with you more in the future. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. I loved it. Perfect. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us this week on Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. We're here live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Your host, Jackie McClinigan, can't wait to bring you another show next week. 